For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. They've been rocking with us for a long time. We're well into the NFL season. College football is in full swing. Major League Baseball postseason is here. Basketball's back. NHL's back. It's a great month. And if you want to place a bet on any of the sports action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Man, it's like every time you get early in the fall, Around Halloween time, basketball starts, football, college football is getting very excited. When it comes down to the NFL, you're starting to see which teams have their kind of personality. And then when you look at baseball, man, this is like playoff time, you know. So if you ain't doing nothing, if you got a free couple of minutes, make sure y'all go to betonline.he because what I just said, I just damn that name every sport except for hockey. And hockey just took off well. So make I know sure you're a big boxing to guy too, Ike. And last week, boxing was real good for the sport if you watched boxing last Saturday. But anyway, man, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Every sport, 24-7, 365. Yes. All you have to do, use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. You can see that on your screen right now to receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. And welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, and now a scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Ike Taylor, IT, I feel like it's been too long. Steelers coming off a win. We've got Sunday night football going against the Dolphins. I'm fired up recording this on Wednesday night. How are you doing this evening, my man? Man, I'm doing good, Mark. I'm glad to see that the Pittsburgh Steelers got a W against hot Tampa Bay Bucks team. Um, and when I mean hot, I mean on the field. Actually, when it comes down to the weather in Florida, we all know Florida weather's hot around this time, but today is pretty cool. cool. So I guess Pittsburgh kind of started that. They made them turn down and, and turned them cool right now. So shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers on getting that W last week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the Steelers going up against 
the Miami Dolphins on Sunday night football, Ike. And we'll see. I thought this was very, very smart of head coach Mike Tomlin on Tuesday to say if Kenny is good to go, he's going to be the guy if he clears concussion protocol. Now, I know he was practicing today. I wouldn't be surprised, and I would not fault the Steelers for holding him out, considering you go up uh, across the field with Tua Tagovailoa with the Dolphins, and the Dolphins rushing him back from a concussion. It looks like Tua is going to be back this week after missing the last two games. So I think Tomlin was very smart in the way that he handled it, knowing that if Pickett is healthy, he is going to be the starter moving forward as well he should be, Ike. But I wanted to get your take on that sense now that it looks like it's Pickett's team, assuming he's going to be healthy, assuming he clears concussion protocol. He left the Bucks game early with a concussion. Yeah, it definitely is. It's definitely Pickett's team. When you just look at Pickett, when you just look at the energy, when you just hear the response, when you just look at the the body movement, the body movement, the body language of his guys on offense, it's his team. You know, when you look at the preseason, and we've been talking about this. From the time the preseason started, Mark, when you looked at Mitch, when you looked at Mason, when you looked at Kenny Pickett, you was like, golly, like they can't do no wrong because they had some of the highest, you know, uh, quarterback ratings when it came down to the preseason. But the energy level was just different with a young Kenny Pickett. And what I mean by young, I'm young, I'm meaning by young as saying, yeah, he's young, he's rookie. But when you look at it, man, it's, it's, it's hard for quarterbacks to come out and stay in all four years. Kenny Pickett is exactly what he did. He stayed all four years. And you can see the maturity level, you know, when he steps on the field. Then when you look at it, man, he get drafted by who? Well, I played right next door to a team who drafted me, the Pittsburgh Panthers, you know. So he played for the Pittsburgh Panthers. He's a homegrown uh, guy, you could say. But when he steps on the field, man, he just got a, a, a different kind of confidence. Then when you listen to the post or pregame uh um, post or pregame uh, interviews he do, not even him, but just his teammates. Like, they give Pen- Kenny Pickett a lot of praise. And I feel like sometimes they're uh, political and other guys on how they speak or their teammates because they don't want to say nothing too bad. But I feel like in actuality, they're real genuine and authentic when they talk about a Kenny Pickett. So, yeah, this is this is – and what I mean by this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is their franchise quarterbacks, and it speaks off and on the field, Mark. Yes, I just think it's very clear that if the Steelers do hold Pickett out, just listening to Tomlin on Tuesday, there's not going to be any of this controversy. That's not to say that Mitch Trubisky didn't do a fine job stepping in against the Buccaneers, but instead of, like, whenever there's quarterback struggles, and Ike, I can say this having grown up a Chicago Bears fan, the fans' favorite player is the backup quarterback because it's always, oh, Correct. well, could we do better? Wondering when a team is struggling and the Steelers snapping a four-game losing streak and getting things right. And I I was shocked. I didn't think there was any way that the Steelers would win, but it was a very well-rounded game. The offense did what it needed to do against a very good defense. The defense bend but did not break, and they got some plays from Steven Sims on the special teams. All three facets of the game came together, and they beat – a Buccaneers team that I still do expect to make the playoffs. Coach T always got something up his sleeve. And we've been saying this for the longest. As soon as you count this man out, and that's Coach T I'm talking about, he always find a way. So Minka Fitzpatrick wasn't there. Kenny yep. Pickett wind up, wind up getting hurt. 
Uh, Firemuth. A, a few other starters didn't start. And what Coach T do? Coach T had his team ready for Sunday, and they found a way. You know, so and they found a way on a hot Tampa Bay Bucks team. And they play in Miami. And if you want to go on and ask me who I got in favor, I'm going to say the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though I'm not supposed to say it. So if y'all want to say it, if y'all, if y'all asking me, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. And this is what a former Pittsburgh Steelers said slash scout this time of day. Yeah, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the reason why I got the Pittsburgh Steelers is because I put my trust and my faith in Coach T. It, it seems like when everything is hot, Coach T is good. When the team starts off fast, Coach T is good. I feel like Coach T is better when they're going through adversity, when you don't have all 11 on both sides, when your back, back is against the wall, when you're on your third or fourth string quarterback, when they went 8-8. Eight, like Coach T really shows like, hey, I'm a good coach. This this is what I do. So that's how I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. So don't be surprised, world, because I know y'all listening live, that the Pittsburgh Steelers would win this ball game in Miami. We'll get there, Ike. I just want to say the Steelers can play with 11 defenders. I saw the one play where they had 10 defenders out there, and they still stuffed Leonard Fournette at the goal line and prevent him from scoring a touchdown. So you can play with 11. You can play with 11. Yeah, 11 is definitely the max you can play with. But when you <laughs> close like Coach T, man, sometimes you can be a man short and still hold it down. Right, right. I uh, Let's just go into this, Ike. Tua is expected to play. And again, I want to go back to Pickett really quickly. If he, for whatever reason, doesn't start Sunday, I don't want to hear about quarterback controversy. What that would mean to me is that the Steelers are exercising caution with their rookie quarterback, which is something I would argue the Dolphins did not do considering the league changed its concussion protocols mid-season based on how Tua's situation was handled with the Miami Dolphins team that uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about how disgruntled they've been as an organization. You're talking about an organization that has not won a playoff game since the 2000 season. And not to mention, and we're going to get a little bit into it where Minka Fitzpatrick is healthy and will play. It'll be both the first time he and coach Brian Flores will go against their former team. But I just want to shut this down immediately. I hope Tua does stay healthy because he was really starting to ball out. I'll pull up some numbers here in just a second, Ike, but this is to me is if Kenny Pickett does not play, and even if he's healthy enough to play, it's there's not a quarterback competition in Pittsburgh. This is going to be Pickett's team. I expect Pickett to play, but I just want to shut down the narrative of if if Trubisky's out there for whatever reason, I don't care how well he plays. He played great against the Bucs. The way Mike Tomlin handled this, Ike, again, it's not something he's had to deal with in the last 18 years because he's had Big Ben. But it's just very, very smart and very, very calculated if you actually pay attention to what's going on with this team. Yeah, so with the new rules, um, on the fly rules, when it comes down to the concussion protocol, Mark, you got to be very careful, especially with the quarterback position. Um, (laughs) And I look at Tua in the same arena, I look at Luke Kuechly. So Luke Kuechly had to shut it down. Off of his concussions mm-hmm. when he to that inside linebacker position. And if you look at concussions, it can get very scary. I look at concussions like how I look at boxers. Once a boxer get knocked out or get hit in the jaw, they tend to have a glass chin, if you know what I'm saying. I knew some elite boxers, once they uh, lost off of a knockout, 
they couldn't be the same anymore. Um, I looked at Luke Keekley. Once Luke started getting concussions, it was tough to just have him play year after year after year. And the same thing I'm looking at Tua. And the reason why I'm looking at Tua like that, I looked at Tua like Tua didn't get hit in the head. Tua wound up getting slammed to the ground and, the, and his head wound up hitting the ground. So from, from that part, I looked at it as a short week because they played on Sunday. They wound mm -hmm. up back on a Thursday against the Cincinnati Bengals. Got slammed on the head and that changed my whole mind frame. I'm like, man, when you see a guy who body does that um, in a short week, that's not good. So for the Miami Dolphins, uh, hopefully they go through the, pro the concussion protocol as, as detailed as anybody else because by the end of the day, um, he is your franchise quarterback for now, but safety comes first. You know, us as athlete, and I'm talking as an athlete, uh, you have to police my decisions, if you know what I'm saying. So all I know is playing hurt, being hurt, not worrying about concussions, getting back on the field to play with my teammates. And as a staff, and I'm not talking about as a coaching staff, because as a coaching staff, you're just going off what the medical staff tells you. So if the medical staff says you says you clear, hey, I got my one of my best players back. And for the Miami Dolphins, um, they haven't looked the same when Tua wasn't playing. We saw the first three games, they was clicking on all cylinders, whether it was Waddle or Cheetah. Them boys was making plays. We always knew Miami had a defense because they've been having a defense. Way when Brian Flores started trading players and started getting first round draft picks when he was the head coach. They wind up helping their defense aside. Yeah. Later on, when he was the head coach, he wind up tuning in some of the offensive side. Once the new coach came in, he said, Man, let me get a few pieces on the offensive line. Let me get me a running back who I know can stretch for me. I already got a tight end. And let me get two receivers that can help tour out and send him back to Alabama. What I mean by that is let me get two guys who he feel like that's always open. Between Waddle and Cheetah, they always open. So tour, <laughs> get him so get him the ball. That's exactly what happened. Yes. So when you when you see Tua get 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 hurt, it's like damn, there's no rhythm on the offensive side. The offense don't look like the offense when Tua is not in. So um, that's the value that Tua brings when he's on the field, regardless of whether we, whether we want to say he has a strong arm or, or he's not as accurate. I know from an eye test, and you see it as an eye test when Tua is not on the field for the Miami Dolphins, that offense don't look the same. And I found those numbers like the Dolphins have dropped the two games where Tua has not played, bringing their record to three and three at the time of his injury. Tua was leading the league in QBR. He ranked second in passing yards and third in touchdowns. So that dynamic duo on the outside with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, it was a prolific offense. And Ike, if the Steelers are going to beat the Dolphins, I want to see him do it straight up with Tua on the field healthy. Now, it's not to say I don't want the Steelers to get after Tua, but I don't want to see him get hurt in the way where his fingers are are being held up to where when he sustained his second concussion, like it was just a bad, bad look. And when they kept replaying the same play over and over again, it was just a jarring, jarring visual, Ike. I mean, so I think Tua had a press. I think he had a press conference. On the, I don't know if it was today or yesterday. Like Tua said, you know, he don't remember. Like he said it was bad. Off his second one, he don't remember it was bad. So when you when you when you say that, um, that's not a good thing. Now, like I say, the medical staff for the Miami Dolphins, if they feel like he's been through all 
the concussion protocols and he's he's cleared to play cool but at the same time we're talking about back-to-back games where he had a concussion the game before and he wobbled off uh, a couple of steps later then the next game he wound up having a, a very serious concussion so that's telling me that uh he wasn't uh what's the word i'm looking for he wasn't ready to play that thursday game yeah his brain was still going through trauma from that sunday game that's all that was telling me and i could be 100 wrong i'm not a doctor i'm just saying off of all the injuries i've seen because i've been saying all my 12 years of football like your brain does need a break well your like brain- neither of us are doctors but the fact that the league changed its rules mid-season after all this happens is is what more proof do you need? Correct. So with Tua, with Tua, I'm gonna see. Um, Tua was honest at his press conference, and he said exactly what happened. He said exactly what he feels. So I'm cool with that. But uh, he's he's have had enough rest. So really, it's just you know a lot of prayers and and and, and healthiness going towards Tua. I hope Miami is doing the right thing by understanding they clearing everything they checking off every box when it comes down to a playing quarterback. So we shall see. And you 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 made a statement earlier. You want to see Pittsburgh play to a uh, at Miami strength. I really don't care. So I'm in all of the player safety rather than somebody's coming back. So I'd rather play a 70 percent Dolphins and, and, and to his health. It's more important that's true. Yeah. Dolphins and to his health is health is sitting at 60. But in our mind, as analysts and, and, and fans of the game, we want to see teams at their strength. And I get exactly what you're saying. From my perspective as a player, I don't even want you out there because I'm thinking about football long after football. You know, so this is where I'm at with it when it comes down to the player, to the player safety. And I think the NFL on the fly, on the fly, and it's talking about three weeks ago, have done a good job of adjusting. You know, I think they're one of the only professional sports that can adjust in a week or two, depending on the situation. So, yeah, for Pittsburgh, regardless, by the end of the day, you're only getting paid by the W's, and that's that's the win. So regardless of who's that quarterback or not, and we can't forget, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater once was – a starting quarterback mm-hmm. for the Minnesota Vikings at one point in time. And until his knee injury, he was playing at a high level. Well, I know he had some injuries, though, too, Ike, where, you know, the Dolphins, again, had to go to their third stringer, if I'm not mistaken. But what I wanted to ask you, Ike, is in your 12-year career, did you ever experience a concussion, anything similar to what happened with Tua during his injury? Yeah, not, not to that magnitude. Not to that magnitude of not knowing what happened, not to that magnitude of forgetting, not to that kind of extreme. But yeah, concussions, you know, I'm sure for sure. Um, to that extent, nah, Mark, I, I haven't experienced, but I've seen it so many times. I remember when Ron Clark hit McGahee coming yep. out the back. That was, that was the same instance. I remember when James Harrison hit Josh Cribs and, and he wanted yep. him hit McCoy in, in, in the same game. So I, I've seen it. Not me being a part of it, but I've seen it on other ends where it's my teammates have hit guys that hard. And you've seen that kind of movement, and it's a very scary situation, you know, because by the end of the day, I'm cool with breaking every bone in my body. I'm cool with an ACL. I'm cool with an MCL, PCL. I'm cool with a broken 
Poking fingers. When dealing with the brain, ain't something to be cool about. Yeah. Ike, I'll keep my ACL if that's okay with you. I got you. <laughs> you mentioned the Ryan Clark McGahee hit in the AFC Championship game. That was like a car crash. And go back and watch that one. I think that happened after Troy Polamalu's pick six in that one. But I just remember that collision where it was just like. Mark, Mark, it was, it, Mark, it was bad. Like, when, when you see when you see grown men get hit that hard and they get to snoring, like, they get to snoring, like, they, they're they asleep and they're snoring. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing cool about that, Mark. Yeah. And, and that's – and I'm up close in person. I'm not even front row. I'm live in action, you know. And you see a grown man sitting there snoring, and when their eyes get to blinking, 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 and they wake up in a panic, like, what the hell am I? You know what I'm saying? And you, and you, and you hear the doctors ask the question, like, what state you in? Man, I'm in Alaska. Hell nah, you in Pittsburgh. So for sure your ass ain't coming back in the game. And that's very serious. We just don't know uh, how many times when we talk about concussions that guys have had it. Mark, you played football. Yep. At time. I know when I got to the league, I've learned more and it was much more safe, safer when I got to the league. When I was when I was playing peewee, when I was playing middle school, high school. All my coaches taught me was, you know, hit the head, the body will follow. You know what I'm saying? So eventually I wasn't taught properly. When I got to the league, it was much more a lead, lead with your shoulder pads than your head. You can come off of shoulder injuries. And when you get older, man, shoulder injuries might, might bother you. You might can't raise your right or your left arm as high as you once once could. But by the end of the day, you would rather that than the brain, yep. you know, so I saw the transition even while I was playing. I saw the pre- transition of the league going into safety. But when I first got to the league, Mark, hit the head, the body will follow. That's ex- that's it. That's it. That's exactly what the model was as players for us. Players, the coaches, nah. The coaches did everything in their favor. It's just when you out on the field, the guys get the ducking. It's just like having a car wreck. When you when you when you see you about to get into a, into an accident, what's the first thing naturally your body does? It goes into a shell, you know. So you tend to duck. Same way when the offensive player sees he's about to get hit by a defensive player, they wind up going into a shell to protect, and now that takes the aiming part of the defender. You know what I'm saying? So, but they changed the game right now, man. I'm talking about even at a even at a middle school, high school level. They're emphasizing the hitting, hitting with the shoulder pads. And now, you know, in the league, man, if you go too many times to the head, they take your game check and you get suspended. Like a lot has changed. I remember when I played, it was like, oh, you're woozy. You're woozy. I remember that hearing that and concussions started to become more of a thing. Right. I remember in high school, my senior year, and this wasn't even after a big hit or collision or anything. I had a teammate where our practices would be structured the same way each day. We do run, teach, run, test, pass, teach, pass, test. And we're getting into the seven on sevens for a pass test. And one of my teammates who is defensive back says, Hey, when are we doing run, teach, run test? And it was like, my teammate's name's Matt. It's like, Matt, we did that 10 or 15 minutes ago. And he had no idea. It's real. He had no idea. It's real. Unless you play and you play. Boy, it's real out there on the field. I mean, it's, 
is 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 what I've been saying for the longest. Football is organized violence. Yeah. And in order to play that sport, especially at a high level, you gotta have a few screws left loose. So <laughs> you mean you mean to tell me, hold on, Ike, you got excited and run into a grown man at 185 pounds. You got excited and run into a guy who's 370, 350, and not think twice about it and thought it was cool. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, some of your screws, some of your screws ain't tight up there, bro. Ain't, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no way, ain't no way some of your screws tight. But Mark, if that's all you know, that's all you know. Yeah. Yeah, Ike. Um, I know this too. At, at least in the Ivy League, I don't think they tackle and practice anymore. And I know there have been a lot of changes. So you want everyone to stay safe, but Ike, we sure. need to continue to move on. We could talk about this till sun up. I promise you. But first time on Sunday Night Football, Minka Fitzpatrick, Coach Brian Flores going against the Dolphins. What do you think that's going to be like for them as they go up against their former team? Because there's been some bad blood with Flores and then Fitzpatrick. Dolphins shipped him out of town, and that's its trade. I would make 10 times out of 10 for a first-round pick. But what do you think is going to be going through their minds come Sunday night? I mean, make it, make it ain't tripping. Make it like, man, I'm glad y'all didn't ship me. I was I got tired of sitting in the box as a box safety, and I'm sitting at 200 pounds. Y'all got me playing like a – Outside linebacker going against these damn guards. I'm cool with that. By the way, did y'all see that fat ass contract I got in the offseason with the Pittsburgh Steelers? The one. And by the way, did y'all see the Pro Bowls I made since I left y'all? Did y'all see the All Pros? All Pros I made since I left y'all? Man, I'm cool off of y'all. Y'all checked out the organization I'm dealing with with the Runners and Coach T. Man, they, they say the grass ain't green. They lie because this grass is green as hell. I call it turf. So turf gonna last through any of them. That's how Minka looking at it. But for Coach Brian Flores, he like, oh, y'all got me up. It's a lot of stuff I done dealt with with that organization. Man, I didn't like the organization coming towards the end of my career. I felt like I was the scapegoat. It's a few decisions I didn't make that I got left for what I made. Now Coach T didn't get another lifeline. And one thing I know for sure, two things, two things because if we want to talk about football and what side I do know about, that's on that defensive side. Check my defense out. Check out what they're doing right now. Don't forget, that's still my defense. So when you look at Flores, it's like, okay, you look at the schedule when you come to the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Miami Dolphins is your Super Bowl. That's coaching and getting his guys ready and asking his guys, hey, look, I'm asking for a linebacker crew. Or if he wants to stand up in front of the defense and be like defense, it's only one favor I will ever ask y'all for. Please give me everything y'all got when we play the Miami Dolphins. And here's why. So, yeah, Minka straight. Minka all since he left, Minka has upgraded from sitting in first class to going on privates. So now, Brian Flores, this is opportunity. This is time to shine. I know he's chomping at the bit. Yeah, and I think that publicly they'll say everything correctly, but the way it ended it, with the Dolphins, with the lawsuit, spent the last three seasons there in my opinion, helped turn a franchise around and we are still going to see if they're going to get over that hump with new head coach Mike McDaniel, a hire we both like. But this is where I think Flores will help the Steelers because, okay, how do you slow down Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week? Flores spent 11 seasons as a coach with the Patriots. He's going to know some of Brady's tendencies. He spent the last three with Miami, so he's going to know a lot of the players 
on this Dolphins roster in and out what their strengths and weaknesses are and how the Steelers can take advantage. So these two weeks, it's like maybe I shouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh can hang. And I just think that's such an advantage for the Steelers considering Flores was the head coach of this team for the past three seasons. Well, Coach Flores is bringing the valuable information that you can't get from a GM, that you can't get from a scout, that you can't get from other players. Because Coach Coach Flores, um, he's looking at it from a head, a head coach perspective. So when you look at it from a head coach perspective, perspective, you're looking at the big scheme of things. As a player, you had just mentioned certain players, this certain player can do this, this certain player can do that. As a scout or a general manager, you're just looking off your notes like, I had this positive or this negative on certain players. But when you want to talk about former head coaches, they be they have to look at schemes and how can we attack this scheme, what's the strength of this scheme, and what's the uh, weakness to this scheme. And that's exactly what Brian Flores did in Tampa when they played Tampa last week. And he's going to do the same thing this week as well against the Miami Dolphins. All right, Ike, let's go to week seven score predictions. This game is going to be in Miami. So Steelers and Dolphins down in Miami. Uh, I will go with my score prediction here. I think that the Steelers get it done on the road. Give me the Steelers. I'll say Steelers 27, Dolphins 24. I think it'll be close, but I think they get it done. I think it's personal for both Flores and Fitzpatrick. I think Minka Fitzpatrick goes, and we'll see which other Steelers are due back from injury because Pat Fryermuth could be back. Cam right. Sutton could be back in that mix. We'll see about Akello Witherspoon. Uh, there are a lot of other players on the injury report, at least listed earlier this week, so we'll see who can go, but I think they'll be more healthy than they were a week ago against the Bucks. I'm going to take the Steelers on Sunday Night Football, which, oh, by the way, Sunday night football on prime time, the Steelers tend to do very, very well in prime time. So give me the Steelers. We're going to write the ship here. We're going to win two in a row. I've gotten them knocking off the Dolphins on the road. Yeah, so I'm going to take off my scouting um, uniform, which I know I shouldn't. But just because of Coach Flores and Minka, I'm going to go on and just, you know, jump up, jump in that ocean. And hopefully somebody can come save me. Hopefully Pittsburgh don't call me. <laughs> so... I'm gonna go with a full. I'm gonna go with a fully loaded. If 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 Kenny Pickett plays, I'm gonna go 27-21, Pittsburgh. If Minka if Minka and uh, Pickett don't play, I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh uh, 24-21. Okay, okay. We'll see what happens. Ike, let's rip through a lot of the Week Seven games throughout the league. Thursday night, we've got Saints and Cardinals. Cardinals favored by a point. Now, Saints rookie receiver Chris Olave, a player you really liked coming out of the draft, he was your top receiver, Ike. He will go. He says he's good to go. He missed one game with the concussion, not listed on the Saints injury report, but the Cardinals are due to get back DeAndre Hopkins for the first time this season, coming off that six-game suspension, also trading for receiver Robbie Anderson from the Carolina Panthers. This coming off the fact that Marquise Brown's going to be out indefinitely, but I think you get... Kyler Murray, his favorite weapon in DeAndre Hopkins, a new weapon in Robbie Anderson. Give me the Cardinals in week seven over the Saints. Cardinals at home in this one. What do you think, Ike? Man, it's hard not to pick the Saints. And one of the reasons why it's hard not to pick the Saints because Alvin Kamara can pretty much do it all. 
and he looks so effortless at everything he's doing, whether he's coming out of the backfield and catching the ball or whether he's just running the ball, period. That's what Alvin Kamara can do. And when you want to talk about Chris Olave, he's back off of concussion protocol. So Jameson Company, they're going to wind up figuring something out as well then. So this is what I do know about the NFC. Uh, when it comes down to NFC play, when it comes down to crunch time, when it comes down to somebody who's winning national championships, and that's uh, Jameis Winston, what he once was at Florida State. When it comes down to being one of the best receivers coming out of college in the 2022 draft, that's Chris Olave. When it comes down to having an offensive side, a guy who is as healthy as Alvin Kamara, that's even better. But we're going to take all them guys I just took out when it came down to the uh, to the New England, not New England, the New Orleans Saints offense. When you got a guy like Taysom Hill, and he's a jigger piece, there's no answer for Taysom Hill. So the fact that Taysom Hill can play tight end, fullback, running back, or quarterback, and you have no answer for the young man, and you wind up putting him and in installing more plays for Taysom, when it comes down to making a play, I'm going to go into New Orleans Saints because I do know, I don't know how DeAndre Hopkins is going to be, and I love DeAndre. I think mm-hmm. last year DeAndre was one of the best receivers in the league. I don't know what Robbie going to act like. I don't know if he's going to get installed right now because he's coming off a few days. I don't know if that offense is too complicated for him right now. But what I do know is about a young Moore, the slot receiver, from the Arizona Cardinals coming out of Purdue that I did like, and I said he's the Maurice Jones-Drew, but he just so happened to play the slot. Now, he would get more looks than anybody because between him and Kyle, Kyle Murray, they'd be having a good rapport over the last couple of weeks if people been paying attention. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be enough for the New Orleans Saints. So I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. I knew you were going to pick against New Orleans, and you did the classic TV trick, Ike, where you take more time than your co-host to make your point. And then we've got to move on to the next segment. So well played. Well played right there, Ike. Man, that just came from the heart. I know. I know. It's good. Listen, it's true. I knew you weren't going to pick against hometown New Orleans. Browns and Ravens. Ravens at home. Ravens seven-point favorites. But we find out today Lamar Jackson limited in practice with a hip injury. His go-to target, tight end, Mark Andrews, did not practice with a knee injury. I was prepared to take the Ravens because of the Browns' incompetence this season, Ike. But what I would say is keep an eye on both of these injuries. If both of them go, give me the Ravens at home to cover the seven-point spread. If they don't go, keep an eye on how this line changes. I really can't give you a pick if neither of those guys go, but keep an eye on those injuries. If they go, though, I like the Ravens against the Browns. The visual game, they call that the hamstring and the hip now because you can't diagnose a hamstring or a hip. That's the new move. So y'all not the y'all not the fool. Y'all ain't gonna fool poison my brain. I know what y'all doing, Ravens. I'm not buying that. No boys is no boys is healthy as hell. I get what y'all doing. Y'all make the boys get some rest. So yes, I'll pick it, even though I love Nick Chubbs, I love Kareem Hunt, and I love their defense and what they're doing on the defensive side of Cleveland. But man, oh man, oh man. A healthy Lamar, and you got Diamonds, he came back, even though they got him on the injury list as well. Andrews, you already know what Andrews has been doing. But a healthy Lamar, this, 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 this with y'all not. I've seen this too many times. I'm cool with the all trying to bait me and Lamar and Andrews ain't playing. So basically, hold on. So out of everybody who on that roster, it is two of the main guys who all they do is score touchdowns and make plays. Mm-hmm. They got some kind of injury now. On a Wednesday? Nope. 
Nope, y'all, nope, y'all not fooling me. Boy, when Sunday come, when Sunday come and people mysteriously, the injuries just disappear, and you see why Lamar didn't rush for 100 and threw for 270, and you see why Andrews didn't call three touchdowns. Mark, don't be surprised. I've seen this too many times, baby. You like the Browns defense that allowed 38 to the New England Patriots a week ago, Ike. Browns team that's lost three in a, a three in a row and four of their last five. Those are your words, not mine. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's why I'm going with the Ravens. Exactly. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm not I'm not buying. I'm not buying the Lamar Hill and the Andrews. I'm not buying that. Y'all ain't about the food poison my brain. <laughs> Ike, next matchup: Bengals at Falcons. Bengals are a six-point road favorite. Both teams enter this one at three and three. T. Higgins looks to be back. He is healthy. And I want to say this. I should have known in week six when Joe Burrow walked into the game wearing Jamar Chase's championship jersey that those two were going to go off and go off they did. I should have known better. I'm going to take the Bengals. I think they continue to get right despite the fact that they started the season slow. Give me the Bengals over the Falcons in a matchup of two, three, and three teams. Man, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to argue with you on that. I think it's going to be closer than what people expect. Um, I think now they found what Mariota can and can't do. They'll start using Mariota legs um, more now than they ever did when it comes down to the Atlanta offense. But I mean, I'd rather start off. I'd rather start off slow and finish strong. And this is exactly what the Cincinnati Bengals doing. You know. So, First game of the year, Pittsburgh Steelers came away with seven turnovers, damn near five sacks that whole game, and they barely lost the Cincinnati Bengals. Then they wind up going to the following week, they barely lost again. Then they wind up going into the following week, they barely lost again. So now they didn't figure things out with Joe Burrow and company. And, you know, Jamar, Jamar Chase said it best when he was sitting on the sideline when he was mic'd up when they played the Saints. This my house, this my crib. And that's exactly what he played like. This my house. This is my crib. Don't forget, I'm just leasing this to y'all. That's exactly what Jamar <laughs> Chase wind up doing, especially the fourth quarter when he wound up having seven for 100-something two tubs. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, all, all Joe Cool is saying, man, y'all forgot last time I done been in here, man, I done smoked me a stoker. So this is exactly, this is exactly what I'm doing, man. So that's my second home. Other than Death Valley sitting over there in Bad Rouge about an hour and 15 minutes away, when I come to the Mercedes Dome in in, uh, in New Orleans, this is my second home. So this is my vacation home. I got a home in Montana, which is which is Death Valley, but I got a home sitting in Costa Rica, which is the Mercedes Dome. So y'all just chill out, relax. I don't never panic. All I do is wait for the moment. I'm talking as Joe Burrow. All I do is wait for the moment, and I'm a smoky because I'm a sniper. That's exactly what it do. And I got a sniper on the other end who looks at and he sees – how many clicks I need and how far you away. His name is Jamar Chase, and I ain't playing no games with y'all. So, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Now I think the boy's back into a rhythm with a Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd and a T. Higgins. Yeah, it's going to be hard to go against the Cincinnati Bengals, Mark. Ike, since we both know that Joe Burrow watches this program, slide into our DMs and we'll get you one of the one-of-a-kind cigars brought to you by Howard G. Cigars. You see what I did just there, Ike? I'm hooking it up and everybody wins. Man, you threw me alley-oop on that one on a three-feet goal. If I don't dunk that, something wrong with me. 
All right, Ike, we've got two more games to get through. Chiefs and 49ers. Chiefs a three-point road favorite. Chiefs have gone four and two through a very tough part of their schedule coming off the loss against the Buffalo Bills. What I'm curious with the Chiefs, though, is whether they trade for a receiver between now and the November 1st trade deadline. Obviously, that offense missing Tyree Kill at times, but I still think that the Chiefs, there's nothing wrong with losing the Bills in a tight game too. Uh, the 49ers, though, this is a team, Ike, that is once again getting decimated by injuries. Four of the 11 projected starters on defense out. I'm talking about linebackers Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, safety, Talawano Huofunga, who looks a lot like your former teammate Troy Palomalu, and Samson Abukam. Abu I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing those names, but 49ers getting decimated by injuries again. Chiefs trying to get right following the loss against the Bills. I'm going to take the Chiefs on the road against the 49ers. Mark, is Fred Warner, is he out for practice or he out for this week? You know? What I'm seeing right now is by the end of the loss against the 49ers, or excuse me, against the by the end of last week's loss against the Falcons, four of the 11 starters defensively are out. So we'll see what their injury status is going into the week seven game. But at the end of last week's game against the Falcons, those four players were out for the 49ers. Okay, so if you take – if Fred Warner doesn't play, San Fran will lose. If Fred Warner plays, San Fran will win. I think he's that important on the defensive side. Um, we can talk about everybody else, specialists in the secondary, but when it comes down just being the heart and soul of that defense, getting everybody aligned, having that personality – having that mean, mean instinct, not giving a who who you are. This is the San Francisco 49ers. I'm a Bay Area kind of guy. I'm going to play like a Bay Area kind of dude for the San Francisco 49ers. That's Fred. You take Fred out of that equation, then you see why they need to pay or they will pay Fred Warner when he needs to get paid because he's the heart and soul of that defense. So I look at Fred Warner, how I look at Debo Samuels to the offense. You take them two jingle pieces out, the offense is just an offense. You take Fred out of the defense, that defense is just a defense. So if Fred plays, they win. If Fred don't play, they lose. It looks like just based on comments he's made to media members this week, he will play. But we will see again. He last, left last week's game. Ike, the last matchup we have to preview, Monday night football, Bears on the road against the New England Patriots. And I think that the way that Bill Belichick can scheme things up defensively, he can eliminate and say, hey, Justin Fields, you're not going to beat us with your legs. You've got to do it through the air. And if you can't do that, I think he's going to challenge Chicago. And Chicago, it's not really as much on Fields as they don't have receivers that can go and get the ball. And it was something that they struggled with on Thursday night in the loss to the Washington Commanders. So I'm going to take the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football against the Chicago Bears. Oh, Mark, I'm not going to disagree with you. And here's why I'm not going to disagree with you. When you got a head coach who uh, schematically always find a way to take away what you can do on offense the best, and that's what Belichick has been doing 15 years plus, whatever you do on offense, I'm just about to eliminate that. You got to find a way. If you beat me by doing that, more power to you. And that's exactly what he's going to do with Justin Fields, as you mentioned earlier, Mark. Hey, Justin, if you can beat me running, have at it, that's my fault. But I'm going to make sure in all my power, you're not going to beat me running. You got to sling that thing. Now, if you beat me throwing a ball for 250, 300 yards, then, hey, I wasn't expecting this because I don't think you can do it. Now, what is going to happen is 
between the offense of the New England Patriots and the defense between the Chicago Bears, Mark, they're going to slow that thing down. And this is what the New England Patriots does well. They don't pass 42 to 57 times a game. They run that thing between 42 and 57 times a game. So you're only limited, and it makes the offensive coordinator sitting on that sideline, watching Coach Belichick, time in, series after series, run the ball, run the ball, clock runs, run the ball, run the ball, clock runs. So now you look at as an offensive coordinator who's playing against the New England Patriots, how many possessions do I really have in this game? So now you get itchy. Now you reach. Now you're out your element. That's what Coach Belichick does well. And that's what he's been doing it for years. He's been winning Super Bowls for years. Tom Brady is finally getting his flowers on throwing the ball for 45, 5,000 because now he's with a Gallup. Now he's with a Mike Evans. Now he's with a, a crew, not a Gallup, um, Godwin. Now he's with a crew worth the receivers who can catch the ball all day and all night. He bought the Robin County. If you look at break before he got injured, he had a pep plethora full of tight ends. Now he get to do that. But before that, Tom may have no problem off a of play-action pass and handing the ball off to whoever it was playing running back So for the New England Patriots. So the fact that he still got that in his head, but he saves that towards the playoffs, Tom Brady, it still doesn't discount the fact that, okay, Bill Belichick, even though he has uh, – is it Zappi, the quarterback? Yeah, Bailey Zappi, the rookie quarterback, yeah. You got Zappi just – man, hey, Zappi, all I mean is 150 yards from you with no interceptions. We're going to run this ball between 40, I mean, 42 and 57 times. We're going to control the clock. They're not going to score on my defense. That's what they're not going to do. Mm-hmm. So now it forces the OC for Chicago, like I said earlier, to get out his element. It's going to be hard being New England. So I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to go it on. I'm going to let you ride the Lambo. I'm going to build a passenger side. Mark what you said. Mark said New England. I'm going to say New England with you. Like we can ride in the Batman car together. I just want to be in like the Robin side car with you with the goofy goggles. No, I said you you picked it first. So yeah, that's true. This is true. Yeah, so get a ticket. I got to tell the officer, you got to give me a ticket too because we twins. Like if you're going to get my dog a ticket, just give me a ticket for sitting on the passenger side. I, I have faith in Ramondre Stevenson. Anyone who can get more than five yards of carries doing something right, toting the rock, Ike. So, hey, believe me, I see. I'm, I play him in my fantasy league. I already know what he's doing. All right, Ike, this is a full show. So, I want to thank you, Ike. You're the absolute best. I want to thank the Believe Network for the opportunity. Check out some of the other shows here on the Believe Network. A lot of great insight and analysis. I want to thank today's sponsor, betonline.ag. Check them out. We're in the greatest month for sports, the month of October. A lot to check out there. Ike, am I missing any other shout-outs here? Nah, you ain't missing no shout-outs. Hey, make sure y'all give uh, Mark and I, y'all as in everybody who's tuning in live, um, all our subscribers, all the fans who've been rocking with us, make sure y'all also, when y'all give us a shout-out, make sure y'all give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts this is exactly what we're doing if not that make sure y'all include as well give a huge shout out to betonline.ag because they've been rocking with us since day one and if y'all forget to put that on santa's list as well because i didn't name three things on santa's list make sure y'all give a huge shout out to the believe in podcast for rocking with mark and i since day one as well so and make sure y'all make sure make sure y'all give us some good ratings and reviews because we just got a lot of personality on this show we're very insightful 
Yeah, we're just having fun. 100%. Ike, I'm going to go ahead and sign off for the both of us here. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll be back next week to recap Steelers and Dolphins in Week 7. Enjoy all of the Week 7 action. We'll be back then. Until then, take care. So long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.